Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, Hyundai has issued a recall, another recall, for at least 239,000 cars in the United States. Uh, If you lived outside of the United States, uh, those of you listening to Chewing the Fat in other countries, uh, you may take a double take at the old Hyundais. Uh, They are learning that the seatbelt pretensioners can explode and send shrapnel throughout the vehicle. Oh, okay. No problem. Now, they have already reported three injuries, three related injuries uh, at this time. Uh, Could possibly be more. U.S. government regulators advised the Korean car maker that the vehicle's seatbelt pretensioners on both the driver's and passenger's sides can explode upon deployment and send shrapnel throughout the vehicle, like I said. Now, you may be asking yourself, hey, what is a seatbelt pretensioner? Well, it's designed to retract some of the webbing of a seatbelt the instant a collision occurs, tightening the seatbelt to restrain occupants quickly and reducing the amount they are thrown forward in a moderate or severe frontal crash. Oh, okay. Now, the recall includes approximately 61,000 2019 to 2022 accents, as well as 166,221 to 224 Elantras and 12,221 to 2022 Elantra hybrid vehicles. Now, I am a Hyundai fan. I changed my name, in fact, years ago to Brandon Hyundai, uh, formerly Jeff Fisher. Uh, (laughs) I am a fan of Hyundais, but uh, I guess you're supposed to you know, reach out to Hyundai directly and say, Hey, um, I've got one of your cars and maybe you could refit the pretensioners, please. They make a point of saying at no cost to you. Oh, that's nice of them. And then of course it is. Yeah, we screwed up and we're going to fix it and we're not going to charge you. That's how nice we are. So earlier this month, Hyundai recalled more than 200,000 2013 and 2014 Sonata sedans after learning that fuel hoses can leak into the engine compartment and cause fires. Oh, oh, okay. And um, in February, Hyundai and Kia advised owners of nearly half a million vehicles, you know, you ought to park outside, away from all buildings, due to spontaneous fire risk. Just that, though. I don't even want to walk by one. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Manufacturers said that the defect due to foreign contaminants could short circuit the anti-lock brake system, causing some vehicles to just burst into flame without warning. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. So just if you're driving a Hyundai and it's, particular the ones that i mentioned oh don't forget also the tucson suvs and the santa fe suvs and the santa fe sports and the santa fe xl suv models just some of those pretty much i mean i don't know what other they make uh just go ahead and take it in and say whatever needs to be fixed fix it until then i'm gonna go ahead and have you pay for somebody else to drive me around in another kind of car (laughs) i don't know they're probably not gonna do that uh, you'll be lucky to get another car to drive around. We'll fix it for you sometime in this week. Uh, thanks for coming in. We'll let you know when it's ready. But it's no cost to you.
So you're welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right, as long as I'm thinking about automobiles, I've had this story in the fat pile for quite some time. The trial was supposed to have started uh, on the 20th of May, 2022. I'm guessing that it is underway. I know we've been, you know, inundated with the Depp Heard trial, but uh, this particular case is just amazing, okay? A man took his Jeep to a Rochester Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge on March 11th or March 13th, 2020 was for a routine oil change. An employee died after another employee who couldn't drive a stick shift, got behind the wheel to move the Jeep and hit and killed the first employee. This is of course in Michigan, Rochester Hills, just outside of uh, Detroit. Well, now two years later, more than actually an attorney for the man who died isn't suing the other worker or the dealership. He's suing the man who owned the Jeep. You know, the guy that was waiting in the lobby who was just there for a routine oil change? Huh. As it turns out, uh, this is the law in Michigan. The employee, Jeffrey Hawkins, was a married 42-year-old father of four, and he starts the engine, removes the clutch, and then a terrible thing happened. The car lurched and killed this attorney's client, the other worker at the car dealership. So now the unnamed Jeep owner could be held liable for millions of dollars in damages because under Michigan law, if someone is injured or killed and a vehicle is involved, the owner of the car is responsible. That sounds a little insane to me. That means if you let your friend drive your car, and they hit someone or something, and that victim sues, they would be suing you and your insurance. Now, we can't sue the car dealership. Why, well, why not? Well, because of a legal standard that's involved. Oh, uh, that's what the attorney said. Yeah, in Michigan, an injured coworker cannot sue the boss because of the boss's negligence. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, in this case, the boss is negligent because they hired someone who didn't know how to drive a stick and didn't even have a driver's license. So even though the boss was negligent, hiring someone who shouldn't have been driving, the victim's family cannot hold the boss responsible. Instead, the remedy for the victim's family is to seek out workers' compensation. Okay, uh, Sure, under workers' compensation, the family will receive wages and medical based on his dependence and how much he made at the time of his death. However, there are a few wrinkles. Uh, because, uh, because Hawkins' death involved a car, there is a statute known as the owner's liability statute that means the owner of the car is legally responsible. <laughs> So if the owner gave permission to the driver of the car, uh, gave permission to the driver to drive the car, the owner is negligent. When the Jeep driver gave his keys over to the employee, the other employee who was driving, he gave permission to the employee to drive the car. This makes the owner legally responsible and automatically liable for the driver's negligence. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, if, 
I mean, okay, let's stay with the law. All right. So let's say the law. So if I give you the keys and you know, like, um, if I, according to the attorney, it would be the same as if you took your car to a restaurant with a valet and you handed your keys over under state law. If the valet driver injures someone with your car, you are responsible. The law is called uh, vicarious liability. It means the owner is automatically liable for the negligence of the driver. Well, yeah, that's true. But I gave the guy that I gave my keys to that I'm now responsible for driving my car gave my keys to someone else. So he's responsible, which is actually um, the dead guy. So we're going to go ahead and blame the dead guy. It's his fault. But that, yes, I mean, I gave my go ahead for him to drive my car, not the other guy. So he's liable. He gave my keys to someone else. That's the, I mean, I'm not an attorney. I'm just playing one here. I would, that would be, I would definitely try to argue that under the law, the family's only remedy is to seek workers' compensation because he was injured and ultimately killed on the job. That prevents the family from being able to sue the boss, despite the boss being clearly negligent. Yeah, no kidding. Now, separately from the lawsuit, the Hawkins family, the owner of the Jeep, has some options too. He can and has sued the dealership for indemnity. Indemnity means that if the judge rules against the car owner, the dealership would pay the balance. In that separate lawsuit, the judge has ruled that the dealership must provide indemnity for the Jeep owner. But now that the dealership has been ordered to provide indemnity, the attorney for the dealership is representing the Jeep owner in the trial. I, I, that, is that legal? Is that not a conflict of interest? So the dealership is going to appeal the indemnity ruling. If the Michigan Court of Appeals rules that the original judge's decision on the indemnity was incorrect, the Jeep owner would be responsible for the financial payout owed to the family if the judge rolls in favor of the Hawkins family. <laughs> so the lawsuit is not funny. The lawsuit uh, is for $15 million. So the insurance company of the Jeep owner has already paid out hundred grand. If everything stands as it is now, with indemnity in place and the jury awards the family the full sum, the dealership would be responsible for the remaining $14.9 million. However, there's another catch. Workers' compensation also has a stake in this as they've already paid out some funds to the family. <laughs> Workers' compensation has a lien on the outcome of the trial as well, regardless of the indemnity or not the indemnity for the Jeep ownership. So whoever is responsible is going to owe them some money. Wow. So this trial is what's supposed to have started last week. I, I couldn't see if it actually started or not. I'll find out what's going on with it. It's pretty incredible. I would say I'm confused at why they haven't made a deal. You know, if the judge ruled, obviously the judge ruled that, you know, the car dealership has indemnity, right? The, the whole thing is dumb, but the, if the car dealership has indemnity, uh, why don't they just make a deal? Right, you're suing for 15 million. Look, I'll pay off the, I'll pay off the workers' comp, and I'll give the family 10 million, and I'm out. You know, instead of spending all this money on attorneys' fees and court costs and the whole kit and caboodle, um, why not? You know, make a deal. But wow, what a nightmare! And it's already been two years since this poor man died in this accident. Horrible. 
And how does a car dealership hire someone that doesn't A, have a driver's license, and B, doesn't know how to drive a stick? <sighs> incredible. Just incredible. I love Michigan. Uh, I'm from Michigan. I was born and raised in Michigan. Uh, did, did I ever tell you that? Yeah, if you hold up your hand, this is Michigan right here. I was born right here, uh, right there. <laughs> in the Tri-Cities. Uh, Flint, uh, Saginaw Bay City and Midland, the Tri-Cities, right there, uh, not far from the, the thumb of Michigan. I don't know. Did I ever tell you that? No? Weird. Well, all right, let's go to the break room. <laughs> I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. So good. So Twitter yesterday, uh, federal regulators announced that uh, regulators, federal regulators, uh, revenueers. Oh, no, these are just regulators. They're not tax men. They announced that a social media company agreed to pay $150 million over user privacy. Oh, what? I mean, follow me at JeffyJFR on Twitter. But the government says Twitter violated its agreement with the FTC by using Twitter users' personal info for targeted ads. Huh. That's amazing. For years. If you ever wondered on Twitter, man, that's a... Those, are, those ads are just for me. Right. Well, they asked people for their phone numbers and email addresses saying it was for security purposes. But then it allegedly, of course, gave advertisers access to 140 million users' non-public contact info. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it, though. You know, they've learned their lesson. Yeah, they have. They have. They're paying $150 million. You and I don't get anything for it. And, uh, you know, that's it. But we'll see if the deal still goes through with Elon. Uh, Jack is stepping down from the board. He's had enough. So we'll see what happens with that. But just don't worry about it. It was just your personal phone number and email address. That's it for security purposes. (laughs) So good. And we have the new report from the FBI, or it's actually a report that was sent to the FBI on behalf of Representatives Jim Jordan and Mike Turner asking the uh, FBI director, Mr. Ray, uh, Mr. I'm sorry, FBI director Christopher Ray. Hey, um, you guys uh, shows in this report where you guys wiretapped and gathered personal information on over 3.3 million Americans without first obtaining a warrant. <laughs> you want to go ahead and explain that to us? That's just just go ahead and explain that to us, okay? <laughs> oh, that's it. You think they care? I mean, right now, as we speak, right now, we've got people in jail. Since January 6th or not soon after. I mean, there's a trial going on right now uh, in Washington, D.C. A guy has been in prison behind bars for 16 months awaiting trial. That seems to go against people's rights. But what do I know? Right? Thank you. What do I know? Nothing. That's what I know. Nothing. Hey, let's talk sweat. I do know about sweat. That's for sure. Don't be embarrassed. Everyone sweats. Some of us, me, more than others. Some of us, me, are even called sweaty beasts by others. 
Thank goodness, though, for sweat block and specifically sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Uh, They're stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You just apply them at night right before you go to bed. Then the next morning, you wake up, you take a shower, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. If you're a man, a woman, a teenager, uh, that have active lifestyles, are business professionals, sweat block is perfect for you. It's helping people like me control excessive sweat. I mean, I love it. I've been sweating. I mean, I've been a sweaty, according to some beast, you know, all my life. And Sweatblock is an amazing product. Stop excessive sweating before it stops you. If you're dealing with this or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. You can get 20% off at sweatblock.com right now with the promo code Jeffy. Sweatblock.com, promo code Jeffy, gets you 20% off today. Sweatblock.com with promo code Jeffy or at Amazon.com. As long as we're talking about trials and sweating, uh, Depp Heard trial still ongoing. I know we're in the last week, but we had Kate Moss. Uh, testifying uh, yesterday that uh, Johnny Depp did not push her down the stairway as Amber Heard claimed on the stand. Um, We had witnesses uh, accuse uh, a person on the stand that he was identified as some super fan that he completely denied it and their attorney looked terrible doing it. TMZ has lost an emergency bid to block a former employee from testifying at the Johnny at the trial. Uh, they are the ones that want to know where the, the video came from. Well, the video that was released where he was slamming doors and wine and stuff, that was a, you know, they don't want to release who gave them the information, it's privileged information. We'll see how that goes uh, today. That was from uh, 2016 with uh, Depp goes off on Amber, smashes wine glass and bottle, eh, except you know, it was just a fight. It was a confidential source. And the video was brought up in trial. They want to know now during, uh, you know, during cross what up. So we'll see what happens, but the trial, it it feels like this last week has really gone in Johnny Depp's favor. Uh, just in the, maybe, you know, I'm not sitting there as a jurist, uh, in this trial. So, you know, I'm not saying that uh, I'm all for Johnny Depp, although I mean, I am. Oh, I know you love Amber. I get it. But come on now. So today, for those of you listening live on the 26th of May, 2022, uh, is the final show of the Ellen DeGeneres show. I know. Dry your eyes. It's going to be, it's going to be tough to live without a new Ellen DeGeneres show. It's been 19 seasons, more than 3,200 episodes, and she's finally signing off. Now, sure, sure, she recorded the shows back in April. (laughs) Sure, she's already been off. And don't worry about it, though. This is actually the end, okay? This is not going to hit her, though, until September rolls around, when she usually gets back to work on the old Ellen DeGeneres show. 
So the final show has Jennifer Aniston, who was, you know, her first guest, and they're just good friends and talk all the time. And of course, Pink will be there because Pink wrote the show's theme song. <laughs> oh, it's just so darn good to have everything together at the end. And of course, she's, you know, she's been listening to her old pal Oprah. <laughs> who said hey don't just rush into stuff okay take some much needed needed time off you don't want to jump into things quickly to your next act you know take time to sit back and travel and weigh a little bit about what's next i mean we don't know if it's going to be a film or maybe a documentary well we do kind of know it's going to be another stand-up because she signed a deal with netflix and she has to have at least one more show with them <laughs> i'm sure that they'll be knocking on the door hey ellen how about you do another show that we paid you millions for huh how about that but first though um she's got to take a little bit of a break so she's off to rwanda and when you think you know i need some time off where do you want to go? Hey, let's go to Rwanda. Doesn't that sound great? <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. It's the first uh, the first thing off the top of my head. I need some time off. Where do you want to go? I know, Rwanda. Yes, let's go to Rwanda. So I guess she's going to go to Rwanda because they're celebrating her 12-acre science and education campus that they're building or have built in Rwanda. And its focus is on saving wild mountain gorillas. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan of anything, you know, monkey related. Gorillas aren't monkeys, Jeff. Yeah, I know. I know. I got it. But uh, anyway, congratulations to Ellen for 19 years of good work. And never mind those allegations of a toxic workplace. <laughs> Oh, and crying every day. Never mind any of that. You take some time and relax in Rwanda. Plus a couple things uh, just off the top of my head here. Okay. I mean, I'm all for saving the wild mountain gorillas. No one loves wild mountain gorillas more than me. Well, maybe Ellen. But I will say that 12 acres in Rwanda doesn't seem like that big a place. Uh, Ellen's got a couple of houses on more than 12 acres. I would be willing to bet that. Uh, so 12 acres doesn't seem that big of a place. I mean, thank you. Thank you for the science and education campus. I appreciate it. And there's nothing I want more than to focus on saving wild mountain gorillas. However, I would just say that, you know, it seems like maybe we could, uh, you know, drop the dime on a couple more acres. I, it's just me though. It's just me. All right, let's head over to a little entertainment news. And you're going to want to probably have a tissue ready. Uh, American Pie singer Don McLean has canceled his NRA gig after the Texas school shooting. I know. I don't know what the NRA is going to do. But in light of Tuesday's deadly mass shooting in Texas, American Pie singer Don McLean announced that he will no longer be performing at this year's NRA convention in Houston. 
In light of recent events in Texas, I have decided it would be disrespectful and hurtful for me to perform for the NRA at their convention in Houston this week. The 76-year-old rock star said in a statement, I'm sure all the folks planning to attend this event are shocked and sickened by these events as well. After all, we are all Americans. McLean added, I share the sorrow for this terrible, cruel loss with the rest of the nation. No kidding. Uh, I'll give you that. And if he doesn't want to perform, you know what? That's his call. I get it. No problem. But I know we have uh, Lee Greenwood. (laughs) Lee Greenwood showing up. Uh, Larry Gatlin. uh, Daniel Peck. So those are some of the musicians that are scheduled to perform. It's a big three-day event in Houston. I don't know. I mean, President, former President Donald Trump is supposed to be there. Senator Cruz, Governor Abbott. I mean, I'm not sure why it's you know they would have to cancel. I understand the horrific event at Uvalde, and I know that everyone is saying it's a mere four-hour drive to Uvalde. Yes, yes, it is. Uvalde is four hours away from Houston. There's a few bunch of other cities that's four hours away from as well. But uh, it's not the NRA's fault that Uvalde happened. But, you know, nobody wants to hear that. So just know that if you were going to go to the NRA event in Houston, Don McLean will not be there. Uh, Greta Van Susteren, you know her, you love her. You thought we were rid of her. She keeps turning up. (laughs) And she's back again. I heard the ad driving into the radio station the other day driving into the studios on the radio station the other day the local radio station does commercials for newsmax and yes that's where greta van susteren is coming back on newsmax the record with greta van susteren is set to premiere on june 14th on newsmax going to lead the network's lineup with a factual, fair, and independent perspective on the news. Okay. Uh, Greta said that she's been given the freedom to cover the news by her friend Newsmax CEO Chris Ruddy. Well, congratulations. So, Sean Spicer gets the boot. I mean, I guess he still has a show. But uh, Greta's show replaces Spicer and Company. Uh, I'm sorry, Spicer and Co. on Newsmax. I guess they're moving him to a different time slot. Uh, she appeared on uh, Eric Bowling's program. He's still there on Newsmax. And we also have... Uh, <laughs> we have... Uh, who else is on Newsmax? I mean, we have uh, Greg Kelly, who is hilarious. Rob Schmidt. You know, congratulations. And they hired uh, James Rosen to be the network's chief White House correspondent. So, you know, Newsmax, congratulations. And uh, Greta is going to lead the nightly lineup. I said congratulations, right? Okay, yeah, I did. All right. I see where, uh, you know, the Cannes Film Festival has been going on. And they've, you know, I love the movies. And, you know, they've, I really want, I'm looking forward to uh, the film Holy Spider. It's the Iranian serial killer movie. (laughs) We don't get a lot of those in our life. We don't get a lot of Iranian serial killer movies in our life. So I am kind of looking forward to that one. But they had a big protest while at uh, at the debut, at the premiere of Holy Spider. They had the smoke bombs going off. 
they were setting they were protesting now they claim they weren't protesting holy spider they claim that they were protesting a movie that aired the day before why didn't you protest then i don't know not sure now there's been another protest going on throughout the festival i mean they've had uh, women running naked and running topless on the red carpet and they've been painting ukrainian flags and they've been painting stop raping us and the word scum on their naked bodies all good stuff all makes you want to be on their side but this particular protest was um a feminist collective known as la colleges uh they stormed that red carpet i mean they split off smart smoke bombs and they had a big long list that they unrolled of names and they called it femicide femicide that's what they were protesting they were protesting femicide now you may ask yourself wait what is femicide well it's a term that means intentional killing of women because they're female oh okay well then i mean we can't have that i i will say i'm against that (laughs) <laughs> I, I am against that you don't need uh, handheld smoke devices and you don't need to well anytime you want to run naked you go ahead but if you don't need to paint yourself with you know femicide on your back or stop raping us scum I'll cross your chest just get naked and run and protest that's fine no problem but uh, you know, it seems a little silly but you know what are you gonna do you gotta protest and now's the time this is where the people are right (laughs) i saw where my man uh the elvis movie though uh rocked the can fist fan film i can't even say it that's how much i'm excited i am the can film festival uh they were excited about the uh elvis movie and so am i actually i'm looking forward to it so he got uh what's his face that plays elvis Austin Butler got the rave reviews as I was in the, all the, all the trailers I've seen, uh, he looks awesome at it. And so they were all happy to be a can, you know, they got shut down during COVID and Tom Hanks was there and they were all there and they were just eternally grateful for being able to be at can. And they said, all they could say is merci beaucoup. And they said it twice. So they really meant it. And another example of a reality show gone wrong. The uh, 19 Kids and Counting show. Josh Duggar. Duggar? 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 Josh? D-U-G-G-A-R? Amorphophallus. Pretty sure that's not how you pronounce it. Uh, He got 12 and a half years. 12 and a half years. 151 months in prison for receipt of child pornography now i'm not for child pornography period be very clear about that okay i just know that uh you know he was charged with possession of child pornography in may the federal agent testified that in 2019 images showed that children including toddlers being sexually abused were downloaded onto a computer at a car dealership owned by Josh. All right. He pleaded not guilty. He has been charged with one count of downloading and one count of possessing child pornography. Is that 12 and a half years worth of time in prison? 
you know maybe yes okay you got me that's what they think in Fayetteville Arkansas so that's what they think it just seems in today's world that that seems a tad harsh now look is he a good guy it doesn't look like he's a good guy I mean the show was canceled after he admitted to having sexually abused five teenage girls when he was a teenager (laughs) two of his sisters have come forward uh, as his victims. Now, he was a teenager at the time, so it was teen on teen crime. So it couldn't be a crime, really. It was teen on teen. Well, it was a crime if they said no. Anyway, the show was canceled, and he admitted to having sexually abused five teenage girls when he was a teenager. <laughs> Two of his sisters you know, came forward, like I said. So he's not a good guy. I just feel like one count uh, of each of those, it was, that's a little harsh, 12 and a half years. But, you know, Look, he'll be out in, what, eight, seven, maybe? Good behavior. Maybe he walks out with five, probation for five years. Serves five, probation for five. He's done in ten. Okay. Good luck. Good luck, God bless, Josh. We haven't talked about COVID in a while. I mean, the numbers are kind of going up. I guess they're making some rounds. I know that uh, we, I was told and I read, and I think I shared it here on Chewing the Fat, that there are a couple of new strains that don't show up on the PCR test. Oh, okay. No problems. Don't worry about it, though. Eh, if you're sick, you didn't test positive. Don't worry about it, right? <laughs> there's, there's places now going back to mask mandates. And here in Texas, where I live, most places, the mask mandate is history. Uh, most doctor's offices say uh, not mandated, but recommended. Uh, there are some hospitals that still mandate it. Oh, you have to wear a mask. Or to walk on property, or you're going to be. They've got they've got uh, gunmen on the roofs of these hospitals. If you get out of your car and you don't have a mask on, they shoot you dead. I know it's amazing, and uh, nobody's talking about it. <laughs> well, I see. You know, Pfizer is uh, all excited about their uh, COVID vaccine for kids. <laughs> they want to get that third dose of COVID vaccine. It's eighty percent effective against symptomatic omicron infection for our youngest children so they want to get that out there uh, get that uh get that vaccine out there for children six months to five years of age so that's good and then i saw a report a new cdc report uh talking about long covid okay long covid uh that report indicates that as many as one in five adults who'd gotten covid19 exhibited long-term symptoms and the range of impacts were wide Uh, the cdc noted disorders affecting the heart lung kidneys mental health a lot of my favorite and more it came as a separate study found that being vaccinated seemed to help reduce the chance of lung and blood clot disorders but not the many other issues that can emerge oh All right. Uh, One researcher was quoted as saying, we failed in our health messaging, Uh, you think, 
and pointed out that death is not the only dangerous consequence from COVID-19. It comes amid uh, comes amid the time now that we have cases rising uh, in recent weeks, including the Northeast. But America is done with it. I mean, we talked about that as well. I know we're not. I know it's not over. It's still out there. It's still terrible. I don't want anybody to catch it. I don't want anybody to catch any of the new strains or the old strains or the uh, you know new old <laughs> updated super duper. I don't want you to catch it. But long COVID is a thing. And, you know, and everybody that gets COVID now that's been vaccinated, you know, thankfully they have the vaccine. Okay, great. You know, good for you. You had the vaccine. You got COVID anyway. Did it save your life? I, you know, maybe. We just, we won't know. And was it better that you got the vaccine rather than not get the vaccine and then just get COVID? I mean, they will say yes to that. But just know that long COVID is a thing. And that one researcher said we failed in our health messaging. Yeah, no kidding. All right, as long as we're talking about health uh, and, well, you know, making yourself healthier at all times. I saw a weight loss product called Lipozine. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, L-I-P-O-Z-E-N-E. And it uh, on the label, it says, that I saw, says maximum strength Lipozine. And what's in it is Amorphophallus konjac. And I thought, wait, you mean to tell me that we're actually putting Amorphophallus? Well, yes, absolutely. Now, it's not the where I, where I get uh, Amorphophallus from is from the smelling like rotten flesh, dead people plant, right? It's the uh, Amorphophallus titanium or whatever it is. But this particular Amorphophallus konjac plant uh, is, doesn't, I guess it does, I guess it smells better than rotting meat. But it is, uh, you need to cook it thoroughly. Uh, it's not really good for you. In fact, if they say in the description it's toxic if uh, used uh, uh, incorrectly. So let's hope, and I'm sure that Lipazine has a very strict high, very strict high standards and they cook it thoroughly and all of that. But I just find, I don't know that if along with this weight loss program with Lipazine that helps reduce weight, reduce body fat, uh, it's also effective according to their label. It's a supplement that the maximum strength is 1500 milligrams per dose i you know i don't know if taking this particular product that has amorphophallus in it will make you you know smell like rotting flesh or if it helps you uh you know smell like rotting flesh but you grow seven or several feet we don't say seven feet some of the plants the amorphophallus plants, titaniums grow an extra six or seven feet when they're blooming. So maybe if you bloom, you'll grow some extra height. I think you know what I'm talking about. And as long as we're on health, I see that we now have a special cereal. And it's it's beautiful that we can have... It's so that people can have a conversation around the breakfast table. Now, the cereal is developed to look like the uterus. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, it's uh it's it's shaped so that uh you know we normalize conversations about periods at the breakfast table. Man, do I want that. <laughs> it's raspberry flavored cereal. It resembles the entire female reproductive system and the Swedish company claims conversations about periods need to be truly normalized. Don't they? They sure do. I'll tell you that. I mean, I, I can honestly say, well, I got to think about this for a second. Have I been around the breakfast table and talked about periods? It's possible. It is my life. It is possible. It's, uh, it's dyed red to mimic the color of blood. And uh, it's meant to have conversations about periods. Okay, well, that's great. Now, according to this survey, 2,000 people, uh, they, the survey from uh, the company, the Swedish company, uh, found that 48% of girls and women are too embarrassed to talk about their period. Uh, are they? Because I don't know if you ever lived in a house with, you know, I don't know, females, uh are they okay if you say so if you got it uh no problem now apparently this is there's not supposed to ever go on sale right we'll see we shall see it's supposed to be just uh you know a pr stunt okay all right we'll do the pr stunt so we can all just sit around and talk about periods while we're having our cereal at the kitchen table all right no problem. Man, do I, there's nothing I want more than that. Nothing I want more than that. Huh? Yeah, I know. I know. I know you too. Stop. You know, I don't need to hear it from you. I know. I was thinking of the same jokes. Like, you know, what are your favorite mythical creatures? You know, the happy girls in tampon commercials, right? Come on now. You were thinking the same thing. I know you were. You can use that at the breakfast table. Compliments of me. You're welcome. Oh, no. And one final breaking piece of news. Oh, no. Very sad. Who died today? Very sad. Ray Liotta passed away at 67 years of age. Very sad. What the heck? Apparently, he passed away in the Dominican Republic. He was shooting a movie uh, called Dangerous Waters. And he died in his sleep. And apparently there was nothing suspicious about the death. No foul play as expected, according to TMZ. So, very sad. Ray Liotta, wow, 67. He was in a lot of big movies. And I really enjoyed him in Hannah. If you have not seen Hannah, uh, you can see it on Amazon Prime. It is uh, it's really a fun ride. And he was uh, he was in that for, I don't know, half a dozen episodes or so. Of Hannah, he was really good in that. So anyway, Ray Liotta, dead, dead at the age of 67 years of age. Rest in peace. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.